All right. Another here we go. Get ready for another week. We're now into week fourteen, the final quarter of the season, of the regular season, and a lot of teams are or could be clinching playoff berths here today. A couple of division t- tiles could be could be done as well. We're going to do things a little differently this week. Normally, we would have our unanimous choices and you know and all that, but since we're getting towards the end of this. You know, we're getting towards the end. We want to try kind of clear some dead weight of teams that are not in the playoff discussion. So what we're what we will do is we'll tell you the four games we will not we will not be talking about. Four games we will not talk about. The Chargers at Jacksonville we won't we won't discuss. Carolina who has fired Ron Rivera this week. He. We will not talk about that game in Atlanta. The Battle of Ohio, the Bengals and the Browns. And the team that thinks that they're a great team because we beat they beat us, the Miami Dolphins, up here, up this way, playing the Jets today. So those are the four games we will not cover at all today. <laughs> so we will start the matchups. And some of them could be unanimous choices, but since we already have eliminated some of these game some of these games here today, we have to pick ones even if they look don't look like a, a great game at all. So the first one we will start off is Green Bay hosting Washington. Washington has a two game winning streak and somehow miraculously if if the Cowboys and Eagles keep losing and they find a way to keep winning this is a three-horse race for the division title. But we know that that's a very long shot because guess who they're playing today. So go ahead. Yeah, so games like this, I'm just going to blow through them quick because we don't really, there's no point in wasting people's time with this nonsense too much. Um, so, yeah, Green Bay, Washington, you know, the Redskins are awful. I don't care if they won a couple games. They're a terrible team. Um Green Bay, you know they're in they're 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 in the hunt for a first round bye. They're one of the best teams in the NFC. They got an elite quarterback, a good defense. Um, overall, this is a this is a, this is going to be a blowout. So yeah, Green Bay is going to win this one easy. Final score of forty one sixteen. Yeah, I mean Washington has found a little bit of momentum. They're they're they are getting more comfortable with Dwayne Haskins over the last couple of weeks. He won a few games. Yippity yay! It's not like they've beaten anybody. I mean, they beat Carolina last week, and uh, that led to Ron Rivera showing the, being shown the door on Tuesday. But obviously today they go ahead of they go to Lambeau Field. It's going to be cold. There's possibility of snow flurries. It's going to be a little uncomfortable. I say, it's tough to win up there. The later in the year it is, now that we're in December, it's really tough to win on the road, especially in that building. And obviously, Aaron Rodgers having a Pro Bowl season, as usual, still fighting for a potential buy. Division race is still, is still you know, not a secured division with Minnesota. They don't have a favorable schedule down the stretch, but... Yeah, Green Bay should easily win this game. I don't see Washington being a threat at all. 
Green Bay wins in the final score, 38-17. to All right, we're going to go to the NFC. We're going to stay in the NFC North, and we're going to go to to Minnesota. Like I said, the Vikings, if they're going to make the playoffs, they're going to have to win three of their final four games, in my opinion. They're at home against the division. They're three of their final four home games. Obviously, Detroit, without a quarterback, basically a team that's been that's basically out of it. They're not going anywhere. This should be an easy win, but you never know. I mean, this this Detroit team is tougher than their record says. So go ahead. Yeah, well, Detroit. You know, they they, they played tough last week against Chicago, and this and your boy David Blau. He came in and he, he played all right to start the game, and then he sort of faded away. But um, and then he, you know, they they almost they actually almost won the game, but in the end. This team's not not very good right now, and they don't have much in terms of offensive firepower in reality, um, especially not when they're going up against a defense like Minnesota. Minnesota's gonna Minnesota's gonna um, trounce them here. So yeah, I got Minnesota with the easy win here too, and I'm gonna go with a final score of I'm gonna say you know, you know I'm gonna say 37. To the 10. Yeah, I mean, at this point, the Vikings are fighting for their postseason lives. One, one, one big victory they could they could somehow give Green Bay a threat in this division, maybe even win the division. One loss, one slip, and they're out of the playoffs like a year ago. Minnesota is a team that has a critical stretch. They may be of any team in the NFC has the most critical stretch because they were just on the outside looking in of the playoffs a year ago, and that would be a bad investment for Kirk Cousins if if they missed the playoffs once again. But I think today they should have no problems beating Detroit. Detroit's a team that's, you know, they're, they're, they're basically a spoiler team. That's all they are now. You know, David Brown had a great game last week. You know, a great, a great debut against a tough defense in, in Chicago, and he did a very good job, and and obviously, you know, there's possibility, motivation for him to be a starting quarterback in the league. But you know, one one game's not going to make you a superstar. We all know that. But if he plays half decent today, then that tells you that Detroit, you know, I'm not saying that they're going to move on from Matt Stafford at the end of the se- at the, after the season. I don't think they're going to yet. But still, you know, this guy, you know, a lot 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 of confidence with him, but. This is a tough matchup for them. They're on the road. Minnesota, like I said, needs to win win out. They cannot afford to lose a game at all. They only have a one-game lead as a sixth seed. They're in that same position they were in a year ago. So I have Minnesota winning pretty easily today with the final score 41-21. to sure. All right. We're going to go to the other side here. Pittsburgh, like I said, they're, they hold the final wild card in the AFC. Like I said, this team is remarkable. They're having a remarkable season without Big Ben, without Le'Veon Bell, without Antonio Brown, and even the guys that replaced them. Guys like uh, James Conner and Juju Smith-Suster have not been in this has not been in this lineup over the last several weeks. So, I mean, 
for them, you know, their defense is obviously a top 10 defense. Mika Fitzpatrick's has a chance to be defensive player of the year. Even though Arizona's a team, you know, they're similar to Detroit. You know, they're not a very good team, but they're, they're a team that's going to play you tough, and especially in their house. This should be an interesting matchup here. You know, so go ahead with this potential this potential matchup. All right, yeah, so, um, you know, Arizona is not a good team. Um, they have a horrible defense. Their offense, it's really nothing special. Um, Kyler Murray's all right. He's, he's played all right, but he hasn't played great. Uh, they, they, they're running a, you know, they're still running that college offense, and it's just not going to work long term. But, um, but yeah. The Steelers here, they have a, a top defense. They're going to completely shut down this uh, this uh, Cardinals offense. And while the Steelers don't have an explosive offense, offense themselves, they should, they're going to be able to move the ball against Arizona, who, like I said, their defense is awful. So um, they're not gonna, it's not going to be a total blowout, but the Steelers are going to win this one fairly easily. So, yeah, I got the Steelers with the win. Final score, 27-17. Well, I say I did mention out how how much Mike Tomlin has done a great job with this team. They start one and four. They lost Ben Roethlisberger, and then this team has obviously since then has been one of the quietest contending teams in the league. And you know, he, this is probably the best coaching job that Mike Tomlin has ever done. He's never had a losing record. And if he wins today, that streak will continue. He will not have a losing record. He'll have eight victories on the season. But obviously, Arizona, you know, coming off a terrible loss to to the Rams, you know, this is going to be a tough matchup here for both of these teams. But I think that I agree with you. I think Pittsburgh's the better team at this point. They're fighting for a, like I said, they're fighting for a, for a playoff spot. They cannot afford to lose this one because they could lose their sixth seed seeding. They're like Minnesota. They have to they have to keep winning to stay in the in the hunt. So I have Pittsburgh winning and the final score thirty to thirteen. Alright, we're gonna to go to Houston next here. Houston's a team trying to win this division. Coming off a big win against Brady and Belichick on a Sunday night last week. They're doing. They're you know they they have not secured this division because they have to play Tennessee and Tennessee is one of the higher teams in the conference right now. Denver, like I said, another bad team, not a team going nowhere. But they won their first game with Drew Locke. You know, I wasn't I was critical of Drew Locke in our preview show. Remember, but obviously, this should be an interesting matchup. Could be a low scoring game because Denver does play. Does like to play a low scoring with their defense, so go ahead with this matchup. Yeah, so um, uh, D- Denver, you know, they got a win last week. Drew Locke threw for 134 yards. Um, against Houston, he's going to have a similar type of performance. He's not going to, they're not going to put up any points on that Houston defense. Um, and Denver, you know, you said they have a pretty, they, they do have a pretty good defense overall, but. At the same time, um, Houston, 
they're, they're going to be able to move the ball, and they're going to get points. Um, they may have a bunch of drives where they, where they have to settle for field goals, but they're going to score. Um, Deshaun, Deshaun Watson will have a good game, and um, and yeah, Houston's going to win this one. It's This one's not going to be a close game either. So, yeah, Houston wins 30-13. to 13. Well, like I said, I mean, these are, you know, you know, Denver, like I said, they're they're building on the future. We're gonna see here in the last few weeks if Drew, if uh, John Elway made the right call in drafting Drew Locke, if he's the future of this franchise. Obviously, Joe Flacco's not not, and he's not coming back. And Brandon Allen did a good job in the last couple of weeks, but we don't know if he's a we don't think he's a franchise guy either. So they have to ride with Drew Locke all the way to the to the end, which is not that many weeks left. But then again, you look at Houston, I mean, like I said, they're fighting for division title, you know, and playoff seeding, you know. I think that today it's going to be a battle for a while. Denver's defense is something you can't take take lightly, you know, ask around. And obviously I think that at the end I agree with you. I think that they'll find a way to, to pull this off and, you know, Sean Watson will make a few plays. Maybe a touchdown to DeAndre Hopkins or Will Fuller or something like that. So Houston should win, and they will. And the final score, twenty-seven to seventeen. <laughs> All right, now we're going to go to your neck of the woods. We're going to go towards Tampa, where Indianapolis on this in in two thousand three let the Peyton Manning era really took off. We learned that Peyton Manning was going to be a legend, and a game that made him a legend coming back in five minutes to beat Tampa Bay on Monday night. But that was back a long time ago, a couple couple errors ago now. Today, Indy's fighting for their playoff lives. Tampa Bay still has an outside chance, but they are a long shot at best. If they lose, if they lose today, they'll be eliminated. But obviously for Indianapolis, they need a this is a very important game to stay in the in the mix in the wild card. So go ahead. All right. So yeah, the Colts they got off to a great start this year. Um, people were starting to get high on uh, your boy Jacoby Brissett. I wasn't. I was. I've been saying all year he's not a franchise quarterback. He's nothing more than a mediocre at best quarterback, and probably more so a below average starter. But, um, yeah, they've come back down to earth over the last month or so. Over, they've lost four of their last five games. Um, um, T.Y. Hilton for this game, he's questionable. I don't know. I haven't seen if he's active or not this week. But um, coming into today, he was listed as questionable. So if he doesn't play, that's going to hurt them even more. Um, the Bucks, on the other hand, you know, they, they started off bad. And they did get a, a bit of a rough schedule this year in terms of the way it was made up. But they started off bad. But like you said, it's a long shot that they would make the playoffs, but it's not out of the realm of possibility yet. Um, they have won three of their last four. Um, and, you know, they would have to win out the rest of the way, and they would need Minnesota to fall apart to, to get into the playoffs. But... You know, it's it's a long shot, but it's not necessarily out of the realm of possibility either because, again, Tampa's hot right now, and um, it definitely, will, definitely wouldn't be out of the out of the ordinary for Kirk Cousins to, to choke in December. 
in big games. So we'll see how that turns out. But, um, yeah, Tampa, they do have a really good offense. Their defense has been has, is, is, is one of the worst in the league, their pass defense. But they do have a couple spots where they do shine. They have a really good – Tampa has a really good run defense. And um, they are tied for fifth in the league in takeaways with 21 total. So, you know, they can stop the run, and they, they can – they are a bit – they are opportunistic. Um, nonetheless, they are going to let up some points to the Colts. But I see Jameis Winston having a big game again this week. He's, 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 um, he's, he's battling for a big payday, and it's going to be some extra motivation for him. Because if he can come up big in December the rest of the way, then, you know, the Bucks or someone else might actually give him a, a pretty big contract. So I think Winston has a big game, and I think uh, I think the Bucks are going to pull out another victory. And the Colts, the slide continues. So, yeah, Bucks got to get the win here. Final score, 31-27. Well... Like I said, this is a very critical matchup for both teams' playoff chances. I mean, Tampa Bay's basically hanging on by a string. They they need to. It, it's a must win, or they're or they're eliminated. Indianapolis has has had a decent season up to this point, but obviously they are are starting to struggle. Last week's game against Tennessee pretty much tells you where they where they stand right now, and it's not really that good for a, for a potential run. Like I said, Jacoby Brissett's had a decent year, but he did struggle in the second half, and it caused a couple turnovers in the game against Tennessee. And, you know, today, like I said, Jameis Winston, I've been very critical about, about, about him this year. I'm sure Bruce Arians was for a while, but he has put up very good numbers, even though, yeah, he's, he's had several turnovers, but he has thrown for several touchdowns and has done a very good job. So... I mean, they they obviously are. He is improving, but you know they have to make their decision if if he, if they want him for the for the long term or do they just let him walk so another team can take him. That's something that they're going to have to deal with here in a couple of months. But to this matchup, I think that you know all the situations tell me that it's going to be a it's going to be a tough battle for both teams. I do think at the end of the day, it's going to come down to the final, to the final drive, the final five minutes of the game, and I think that you know Tampa Bay, they're at home where they play very tough, but something tells me that if Winston has another three interception day, he's going to have a fourth interception, and if that happens, Indianapolis is going to steal this one, and I think they will. As much as I hate to to, to bust your balls about about your home team, your relatively home team down there. I have Indianapolis pulling it off with the final score, 29-27. to 27. All right, here's a very, very critical game for the wild card spot in the AFC. Tennessee may be the highest team in the NFL right now that nobody knows. They have, they have won five of their, of their six games since Tannehill took over as quarterback. Raiders have unfortunately fallen off the map, have lost their last two games by a grand score of 74 to 12. As they play their next, I think their next to last 
maybe not their next last game, one of their final few games at the home Al Davis built for them back in the day. So go ahead. All right, yeah, so yeah, like you said, Tennessee has won five or six since they benched Mariota. Um, so, the, yeah, they are on fire. Um, they're one game behind Houston for the division, and both teams, they, they play each other twice yet this year. So those, those two games are going to be big for the division, obviously. Um, they, their offense, though, is led by Derrick Henry. He's been he's been a beast over his last 16 games, um, dating back to last year. Over the last 16 games, he's he leads the NFL with 1,725 yards rushing. Um, so, you know, he came, he came on big at the end of the year last year, and he's kept it going this year. Um, and the other the other thing that that Tennessee does is doing really well is they have a a, a very good defense. Um, they, they, in, a, in 12 games this year, they've had nine games where they've held their opponents to 20 points or less. So, you know, this is a defense that you, you don't score lots of points on. Um, meanwhile, Oakland, just a couple weeks ago, we were saying that they were looking like they were going to get that sixth seed. Um, they were in great shape. They had a good schedule the rest of the way. And... Um, yeah, they've fallen apart the last two weeks. They've, they've been blown out by the Jets, which was pathetic, and um, Kansas City, which, you know, Kansas City's tough. But nonetheless, two blowout losses has them looking looking on the outside, looking in. Um, and really, they're, they have a bad defense, but over the last three weeks, their offense has, been, has fallen off, which is how they had been winning games with, with that offense. Um, in the last three weeks, they rank 18th in yards per play in the league and last in the league in points per drive. So, you know, they're just not moving the ball anymore. Um, but, yeah, with this game, I think uh, I think Oakland's going to struggle again. Again, that offense, something's wrong with that offense lately, and they're going up against a really tough defense. Meanwhile, I do. I see a big game out of Derrick Henry. I think Tannehill will do what he needs to do. He won't. He might not have a huge game, but against that Oakland defense, he'll put up decent numbers. And um, and yeah, I think Tennessee's going to roll in this one. I think Houston's going to have some. Or yeah, I think Oakland's going to have some problems here. So I have Tennessee with a final score of 33 to 20. Yeah, Tennessee, I've been telling you, is a team that I don't think a lot of teams want to see right now. I mean, offensively, they're clicking with Tannehill. Derrick Henry has been the leading rusher since the sec- since week eight. And obviously, guys like Abe Brown and a few and their tight ends, all the A.J. Brown, a few of their tight ends, they're getting their act together. And Mike Vrabel's done a great job with the defense. He's a defensive guy, as you know. And he's done a very good job with this defense. They have the makeup for January football. I can really see Tennessee making a serious run. And they are making a serious run. So so all, all, all that t- goes into to this Raiders game. And obviously they look like a team a couple weeks ago that may have been as good as they were. But now they've hit, they've hit, a, they've hit a rough patch here over the last couple of weeks. A blowout, two blowout losses in a row to the Jets of all teams, and obviously to Kansas City, which basically hands them the division. Oh, yeah, a Oakland a Raiders loss and a Kansas City win 
clinches the West for Kansas City. They go, they win the West for the fourth straight year, which we all know it's a given now. But if if the Raiders lose today and Kansas City wins, then the division race is over there. So obviously this matchup. I just think that you're you're absolutely right. I just don't think the Raiders have enough to hang with this this Titans team because they're playing like Titans at this point. So I have yeah I have Tennessee winning in the final score, thirty six to nineteen. All right, now we get to the big matchups, and like I said, Baltimore obviously is playing. Like I said, they're they're obviously playing exceptional football at the moment. They have been they have been absolutely been impressive. They've won their last eight games. Obviously, last week wasn't you know they beat San Francisco even though it wasn't a blowout when it still was a great victory for them. But a big matchup, a te- a potential test here, because even though Lamar Jackson is obviously the best rushing quarterback of all time today, if he's if he's Score 63 more yards. Josh Allen can run the ball too himself, and this could be a potential playoff matchup in the AFC. So, obviously, Baltimore, who's who's obviously going to win their division, and with a win today, and the Bills are playoff bound at this point. At this point, so go ahead. All right, so yeah, this is going to be a really good matchup. Um, you know, Buffalo—they don't get as much credit as they, they they deserve because they have play a weak schedule. But you know, this is a good team, and Josh Allen is 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 progressing on a week to week basis. Um, now, Baltimore—they are right now. If the season were to end today, they're the number one seed in the playoffs. But you know, somehow Buffalo—if Buffalo can pull this win off. You know, they'd be tied with record-wise with the Ravens and have the tiebreaker over them, and they're only a game behind the Patriots, who aren't playing very well as of late. So this game could actually be for the number one seed in the in the conference, believe it or not, Buffalo in, in the mix for that. Um, now, Baltimore, their offense has been dominating all year, but they, they played a tough Niners defense last week, and they, got, they didn't get shut down, but they got held. In check, um, they did score 20 points and one on a late field goal, but they only really they only had a total of 283 yards of offense last week. Um, so, you know, the Niners have a tough team, and so do the Bills. So maybe the Niners should put together a bit of a blueprint for how to slow this offense down for the rest of the league. We'll see. Um, on the other side, the Bills, they they're. They win their games mostly with defense. Um, they got the number three defense in the league in points allowed. Um, and they have one of the best top pass defenses in the NFL. The knock on their D has been um, stopping the run most of the year. But their run defense has picked it up over the last three games as well. They've allowed a total of 211 rush yards in three games. So they've picked it up in the, in, when it comes to stopping the run. And um, they're going to need to do that today against Baltimore. Now, the big thing here, I do think uh, Baltimore is going to have t- trouble throwing the ball. I think uh, Trey White is going to be up against Hollywood Brown, and he's going to do a really good job. 
And really, I just don't think Baltimore has the, the receivers to have a, a big day passing against Buffalo. But they do have Mark Andrews, who the Bills are going to have to figure out a way to slow him down. And then from there, they have to figure out a way to keep uh, Lamar Jackson from running all over him. Um, and then one other thing to note, the Bills kicking game this year has been pretty awful. Stephen Houchka is missing a lot of field goals lately. And, um, you know, this last week, the Bills actually put a waiver claim in for a, a kicker, Chase McLaughlin. Um, so they obviously have lost a lot of confidence in Houchka. So, you know, if they have the opportunity for, a, let's say, fourth and three, but if they have, and they're in field goal range, they might just go for it if they don't have the confidence that Houchka is going to be able to make it. Um, but, yeah, in this one, this is going to be a tight game. I think both quarterbacks are going to get a lot of rushing yards. Um, this is actually the, these two quarterbacks, this, this matchup here, um, these two quarterbacks have combined the most rush yards for a quarterback matchup in NFL history. Um, so, yeah, I think they're both going to have big games running the ball. I don't think either of them are going to have big games pass, big, big days passing the ball. But, I don't know, man. For some reason, I feel like Buffalo is going to come up big this week. I think they're pissed off that the teams that they're the teams that the media and fans are saying that they haven't played anyone and that they're not good. And this is their game where they, they can really prove that everybody wrong. And um, and it's in Buffalo. That crowd's going to be crazy. I think it's going to be a tight game. But like I said, I think somehow Buffalo pulls this out. Um, Josh Allen is clutch in the fourth quarter, and I think in the fourth quarter he's gonna he's gonna come on and lead a, a late drive comeback, and uh, and Buffalo is gonna pull off a victory here, pull off the upset. So, yeah, I'm going with the Bills with a final score of 24-23. Hmm. Like I said, this is a critical matchup for both teams. For Buffalo. I can't believe they actually have a chance to win this division. In the Brady-Belichick era, they've never been a wild-card team. You know that? Yeah. They have, in the Brady-Belichick era, they've never been a wild-card team. Every time they made the postseason, they were a, they won the division. But that's not, that's not a given anymore. That's not a given this year. Buffalo's a legit team with a, with a legit defense, a, a great running game, and a quarterback that's gaining confidence. And they're and and obviously coming off a big Thanksgiving win in Dallas. Well, of course, anybody can beat Dallas at this point. You and I could probably put a team together and beat them. But you know, this matchup today, like I said, you're going against a juggernaut. Like I said, only 63 more yards Lamar needs to become the greatest to have the best rushing season for a quarterback in NFL history, which is hard to believe. It's only his second season, but. He's 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 gonna run he's gonna run for nearly twelve hundred yards when the season's set and done when when we get to week seventeen so it's an obvious set the Ravens are doing what they have to do but these teams are built very similar they run the ball obviously very well they play very solid defense now you mentioned Hollywood Brown who's kind of like a decoy in this kind of offense since he's a receiver. Obviously, if you think that that's going to be the big matchup, he and John Brown, you know, John Brown's another guy you have to think about on Buffalo because obviously he's their leading receiver. So one of them's going to have to make a play here if, the, if both runs have, have difficulties. 
both both quarterbacks going to have to throw the ball. But I think that you know what makes Buffalo so dangerous is how they how they execute their running offense so good. You know that defenses have trouble stopping that. And even though and even though San Francisco did a good job last week, you know a couple reasons was the it it was raining too. But I think you know today the wind's going to be a factor. It's going to be very windy up there in Buffalo. It normally is, so that should make this a low-scoring affair as well. But I'm not going to get to my Ravens, even though I think the Buff- the Bills will have will give Baltimore a battle. I can't go against the Ravens now. Not not now. They're the highest team in football, and they'll find a way. They'll find a way. So I have the Ravens winning with the final score, twenty-four to twenty. All right, we're going to skip to the Sunday night matchup and a critical Sunday night matchup for both teams. Seattle currently leads the NFC West. And like I said, they win out, they'll win their division. They could very well have home field advantage in the NFC. They played themselves into that situation, kind of like the other matchup we just talked about. The Rams, Los Angeles, obviously coming off a big victory against Arizona. Even though it's it, they, they destroyed Arizona, this is a critical this is a critical matchup. They have two very tough games if they're going to make the playoffs. This is a very critical matchup with Seattle tonight. You know, obviously if they can win this game and and beat Dallas next Sunday, that will help their playoff chances. So go ahead. Uh, yeah, these are two teams that are going in the opposite direction. Um, Seattle has won eight at nine. The Rams, they started off hot, but they've now lost four. They've gone four and five in their last nine. So, um, yes, the Rams are have not been very good as of late. They're a very inconsistent team. Some weeks they put up points, and then other weeks Jared Goff throws for 100 yards and three interceptions. Um, so... You never know what you're going to get with them. Um, And this week's going to be tough. Seattle, their defense has been coming on as of late. They forced 11 turnovers in their last three games. One of those games was that Eagles game, which there were a ton of turnovers there from the Eagles side. Um, But, yeah, their defense has started to come on as of late. This week, Seattle is one key matchup that I'm looking at for Seattle's offense is Jalen Ramsey versus Tyler Lockett. Lockett, up until a few weeks ago, he's one of the top receivers in the NFL. He got that bruised shin injury, and he he hasn't done anything since. He he came back, he's played the last two games, but he really hasn't done anything. Um, So, you know, he's going to have to at least make a couple receptions on Ramsey. But, but yeah, Seattle, one, one... one key stat for them, and this goes on. This goes back to guys like Russell Wilson, who's an MVP candidate. He's having a great year, but um, Seattle is eight and one this year in games decided by seven points or less. So, you know, they do come up big when they need to. Every every time, um, they're tough to beat. And in this game, I look at I, I see a guy in golf who just. He's just not a he's not a big game quarterback as it stands right now, and Russell Wilson is, and you 
you know, that's going to be the difference in this game. I think Russell Wilson is going to have a good performance, and I think uh, I think golf is going to fail. So I got Seattle here with a final score of I'm going to say um, I'm going to say thirty to twenty. Well, this is a very critical game, obviously for the Rams, probably, but also for Seattle. You know, Seattle, you know, has been has become a team that could very well win the NFC. Obviously, Russell Wilson's having a great season, an MVP contender, a true MVP contender, and they're just, you know, they're gaining more and more confidence every week, running the ball offensively, and then their defense is tough. But yeah, this we'll talk more about the Rams and if they're going to be in the playoffs or not. This is like I said, these next two weeks are very critical for for LA. If they're going to make the playoffs, they better win at least both of these games. But you know, you're playing a tough Seattle team who has a lot of momentum, and like I said, Jared Goff has had an up and down season. Some games he looks good, and some games he just looks lost. And tonight. Tonight's matchup, you know, it's, it has that look of do I know what I'm doing or don't I know what I'm doing? And that could be a critical situation for, for Seattle, I mean, for the, for the Rams. Because if he, show, if he doesn't show up, I see Seattle winning this game pretty comfortably. And I think that, you know, he has to get Cooper Cup. You know, Todd Gurley's going to be limited. So Cooper Cup has to have a big game. And I think that could be the difference if this is going to be a closer game or not. But I have Seattle winning pretty comfortably as well. I don't think I don't think the Rams can keep up with Seattle. I mean, these two teams played on Thursday night earlier this year, and it was a close battle. But I think that these two teams are much different off since that matchup. So I have the Seattle winning and the final score... 34 to 26. Alright, a big matchup, a matchup, a rematch of the AFC Championship from a year ago, but these two teams are not, may not be at the top of this conference when we get to the postseason. Both teams are going to be playoff bound, obviously. You know, it's going to be a big matchup. It's a Nance, it's a Nance Romo matchup. Nance Romo calling program. But obviously, New England struggling offensively like we haven't seen them in a long, long time with, with Brady in the, in, the, in the fold. And Patrick Mahomes, who even though he's having another solid year, he's only thrown 20 touchdown passes and is only on pace to throw about 28 or 29 in this regular season. But obviously, he missed a couple of games due to injury. But critical matchup, in, critical matchup for both teams. For New England, this is a very important matchup because if circumstances doesn't go their way today, there might be a new leader in the AFC East. So go ahead. Yeah, so, um, yes, yeah. both teams, they're definitely not playing up to the level that they, they played last year when they met in the conference championship. Obviously, last week, New England got blown out by Houston. They allowed four passing touchdowns, which doubled their to- the total that they've allowed all year before going into that game. They had only allowed four all season. Um, now, for the year, the, the Patriots' defense is one of the tops in the NFL. Um, they're allowing just 12.1 points per game, and they have the number two pass defense. Um, and so, you know, 
for the year, they are they they are good, but they showed some weakness last week, and they're going up against a team that can put up that can throw for a lot of yards and, and touchdowns in Kansas City. Um, Mahomes, he's uh, he, his his numbers have fallen off from last year, which can is to be expected. I mean, you can't keep that pace going year in and year out, but even so. The Chiefs need him to put up big numbers because they don't have a good running game and they don't have a good defense. In, in reality, all they have is that passing game and the, the big plays that it generates. So um, they do need a big game this week out of Mahomes. Um, and one key player that is that they, they need to come up big in terms of catching the ball is Travis Kelsey. He's their, obviously their number one target. Um, he needs 77 more yards to hit 1,000, which when he does, he'll become just the fourth tight end in league NFL history to have four 1,000-yard seasons in his career. Um, so, yeah, they're going to they're gonna need him to come up big. Um, on the other end, Brady and that offense, this is a game where they should be able to put up some points against a, a pretty bad defense. Um if they don't, if they can't score points on the Chiefs, then they're not they're not going far in the playoffs this year. Um, now, admittedly, they don't have the greatest weapons around Brady, but his he has he has just a 88.2 quarterback rating this year, which is his worst since 2013. So, you know, his stats have definitely fallen off after a, after a quick, fast start to the year ever since they actually started playing some decent teams. Um, and that shows with their scoring. They've, they're scoring just 18 points per game since the start of November. So, um, so yeah, they're going to have to turn that around and turn it around quick. But, yeah, I do think that they're going to have a good game. I think Brady is pissed off about the direction this offense is um, He's pissed off at his receivers. I, I guarantee you they've been, he's been working them, and Belichick's been working them all week in practice, and um, and I think they're going to get it right this week. I think they're going to score points, and I think Mahomes will put up numbers, but I just don't think that the Chiefs have anything else with to that team in terms, like I said, in terms of running the ball, in terms of defense. Um, they, they don't have anything else with that team, whereas the Patriots, even if their offense doesn't get going, they do have a top-notch defense that can shut teams down. And, um, yeah, I think this week the, the Patriots are going to pull it out. And um, I'm going with a final score of 26-24. Well, what's your score? 26-24, Patriots. 46-24? 2-6-26. Sorry, sorry. Sorry about that. All right. Like I said, to this matchup, like I said, these are two teams that know each other very well over the last couple of years. They've had many wars. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes has played Brady twice last year. It was very impressive, especially in the second half of both of those games. But unfortunately, he didn't do enough to, to take a victory, especially the second, especially the second game was, was the AFC title on the line and the Super Bowl berth. And like I said, today, you know, both teams are struggling, but for, in different ways. Defensively, Kansas City's just not, they're, they're just struggling right now. They're just, you know, they're not where they need to be. 
you know, and they have to make and and again they're going to play Brady, but Brady has the offense that he's going to have to ride with for the rest of the year. Again, it's going to be about stopping G- Julian Elman. And if they keep Julian Elman in check, Kansas City has enough weapons to to go after this defense, the Patriots defense. Obviously, Stephon Gilmore is their best defensive guy, their best cornerback. He might be the best corner in the league this year, but this is not going to be. But this is not going to be an easy toll. You're going against, you know, you're going against uh, Tyreek Hill, and I just see a, I just see Kansas City for some reason. They have the better offense. They have the better weapons, and I just think at the end of the day, you know, even though this should be a tight matchup. I'm going with Kansas City for the upset, for the mild upset here. I think that, you know, New England hasn't lost a regular season game at home or a game that matters at home since 2017 September against Carolina. But that streak's going to end today, I think. Kansas City wins in the final score 27-24. All right, now we go to a very critical game that has the NFC Championship potentially written all over it. The 49ers and the and, and New Orleans. It's an early game. They play very soon. It's going to be a battle. It's going to be a war. And like I said, it, it will tell you a lot about both of these two teams. So go ahead. Yeah, well, we talked on Wednesday and we sort of ranked the teams in the conference, I was, like I was saying, um, those top three, the Niners, the Saints, and the Seahawks, they're pretty much interchangeable. Um, and, you know, the Niners, they played the Seahawks once this year and lost. Now they're playing the other team from that top three. So um, this is a big game for them. You know, they've had a they, – they've, they've been playing great all year, obviously, but in reality – they have had a very easy schedule. Um, they really have only played three playoff teams all year, and they're one and two in those games. So, you know, they do need to they do need to beat some some good quality opponents to get ready for the playoffs. Um, and they are they, they after they they started off eight and zero against some of those bad teams, but over the, the last four games they had they are just two and two. So. You know they they need to they need to turn around a little bit. Now their pass defense has been absolutely dominant this year. Um, they're allowing just 134.3 passing yards per game, which is on pace for the fewest in in the NFL since Miami in 1982 allowed 114 yards per game. So yeah, they're. Uh, their pass defense has been top notch, and you you can you can rest assured they're gonna they're gonna get after Breeze, and they're get, they're gonna um, they're they're not gonna let up a lot of points. At the same time, New Orleans is a team that's on fire. They've won nine of their last ten. Um, last week they had nine sacks. As on their defense had nine sacks, which brings their season total up to forty. So they can get after the quarterback as well. And I think that that Saints defense is going to come up big today and shut down the Niners' offense as well, um, at least in the passing game, which now brings you to the running game of both teams. Both teams have a very good running game. Um, 
the the Saints obviously had Alan Kamara with a little bit of Latavius Murray sprinkled in. I was saying, I think it was last week, that I do think that the Saints need to get Latavius Murray more involved. Um, and if they do that, they're going to have a lot of success. Um, Kamara is a very is is one of the top backs in the league, but he also, you know, he's also not a workhorse back. They need they, they need to get Murray involved in that Mark Ingram role that he was really it seemed like he was brought in here for. And he and really when Kamara got injured earlier in the year, Murray played great. So you know they do need to get him involved more. And on the other side, San Francisco has doesn't have a superstar running back, but they do have three guys that are very good in um, Kevin Coleman, Matt Breida, and Raheem, Raheem Mostert, who uh, who ran for 145 yards last week. So, um, so yeah, I, I see both teams having good good games running the ball and poor, ga- poor days passing the ball. But in the end... Um, I look at this, I, I see a Hall of Fame quarterback in Drew Brees that has been there, that has won super, a Super Bowl, that has a ton of experience playing against top-notch teams in big games, and then I see Garoppolo, who, you know, this is his first, really his first full start as a start, and again, in his, the two, or the three big games that they've played, they're just one and two. So, um, yeah, I, I look at this, and I think... Um, the, the fact that they're at home and the fact that they have uh, the fact that they have a Hall of Fame quarterback and with with the experience I think the experience wins out in this one so um, it's going to be a tight game it's not going to be a high scoring game but I do think Breeze comes up big at, in the fourth quarter and New Orleans pulls off the win so I'm going to go final score New Orleans wins 23 to 20 well this matchup like I said, a lot, lot of signature matchups, and you know this is going to be a critical matchup because these two teams could see each other again next month, and you know these are two teams that are built kind of similar. Like I said, they, they're tough against the pass. They both can run the ball very well. I mean, you know the quarterback matchup. One's a Hall of Famer. One hopes to have a All Pro career. You know, obviously, this is going to be interesting. I mean, San Francisco is coming off a off a tough loss in Baltimore, but they played very they played very tough. They gave Baltimore a fight that not a lot of teams have in recent in in about a month and a half. So I can't see that they can go down to 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 New Orleans and pull this off. I think that one thing I told you also on Wednesday about the Saints is how much they've used Taysom Hill. You know, they used him in almost every position offensively. But the problem is they're using him a little too much for for, for their choosing. And, Seattle, and, and San Francisco's defense is a, is a defense that can scheme out a lot, very well against, against, against weapons. So Taysom Hill having success today may be a problem, may be a problem. They're going to put this game in Drew Brees' hands more than you would think. And I think that San Francisco's defense, I mean, both defenses are tough, but I think San Francisco's defense is a little tougher. I think this is going to be a a battle. It's going to be a four-quarter game. But something tells me at the end of the day, 
you know, even though they're they're from, they're coming, you know, this is you know this is a one o'clock game, so they're not playing at a normal time. It'll be ten o'clock. They'll be on a ten o'clock mindset. Something tells me that San Francisco is going to find a way to pull this off. Something tells me they're going to find a way to pull this off. I think that Garoppolo and George Kittle and a few others they're going to find a way to to pull this off. It's going to be another low scoring battle, like like you predicted. But I'm going to go with the 49ers here. I think 49ers find a way to win with the final score, 25 to 22. All right. Even though we have no choice, the Monday night game tomorrow night, two teams. One's reduced to spoiler. One just needs to get going. Needs to get going quickly. But even if the Eagles don't win this game, they're not out of it. That Week 16 matchup against Dallas is going to matter. Matter now. It 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 doesn't. It makes no sense that it doesn't. But for the Eagles, they need to gain some momentum. They do not want to go into that game against Dallas with with no momentum, or at least not still losing their themselves. The Giants have Eli returning. The return of Eli Manning, who you know I don't know, but. Like I said, the Eagles have had the Giants' number over the last several seasons. They've won nine of their last ten meetings, including seven in a row at the link. So go ahead. Plus, plus one more thing. It's going to be a warm, rainy night. Temperatures in the upper 50s with, the, with some heavy rain. So that's also a factor tomorrow night. Go ahead. All right, yeah, so... Um Unfortunately, like you said, the Eagles are still in this division race. Um, in reality, between the Eagles and the Cowboys, um, the real winner is the team that doesn't win this division because they're going to be the team that actually has a has the higher draft spot because neither team's going anywhere in the playoffs. Um, but yeah, like you said, Eli's back at least for a game, and who knows, maybe longer. But uh, you know, he hasn't beaten the Eagles in three years. His career record against the Eagles is 10-20. and 20. And um, the Giants, as a, as a team, have lost eight in a row this year. Um, so, you know, the Giants are awful. Eli has had very little success against the Eagles in his career. Um, so, you know, I don't see the Giants having much much success here either. Unfortunately, the Eagles claim that they're pissed off and that they're they're committed to writing the ship. I I don't. I mean, for a game, they they they'll, they'll look all right, but this isn't a team that's going to be able to do anything in the playoffs anyway. But for one game, the Eagles are going to have a good performance. I expect a, a big game out of Alshon Jeffrey this week. I expect Carson Wentz to have a good game, and um, I expect Miles Sanders to have a big game against his not not well against the Giants, but in a sort of head-to-head matchup against his former college teammate Saquon Barkley. You know, Sanders Miles Sanders took over for him the, after Saquon left at Penn State, so um, you know he's going to want to prove himself a little bit to the to the. The guy that was ahead of him, that's, that's a superstar in the NFL already. Um, 
so yeah, but yeah, I think the Eagles are going to win this one, and it's going to be a pretty easy game for them. So I'm going with the Eagles for one week with a final score of, um, I'll say 33-16. You want to know the sad thing about this NFC East? You want to know the sad thing? If the Eagles win out, we know if the Eagles win out, they'll win the division. We know that. But if Dallas loses to the Rams next week and the Eagles can win their next two games, not only do the Eagles take the, the, the lead, if they beat the Cowboys week 16, they clinch the division. The division will be clinched. That will be a clinching division, and week 17 means nothing. It's a, it's a meaningless week for the Eagles. And they play the Giants at MetLife, and that means nothing. Now, I'm not saying that that scenario is going to present itself, but the possibility of that happening is very, very possible. It's very possible. More than 60% possible that that could happen. But to this matchup, I'm not going. We can't, the Eagles can't look ahead. They can't beat anybody right now. You lose to the Dolphins last week, really? Get the hell out of here. But, you know, the, they do have the Giants' number. They do have Eli's number. I don't even know what Eli has left. He hasn't played since September. Obviously, he hasn't played well at all in, like, a long time. And Saquon's been hurt most of the year. He hasn't been himself this year compared to what we know he can be. And one guy that 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 Greg Cosell said on you know, and I listen. I don't know if you listen on Eagles on the Eagles uh, app or website, the Game Plan Show. I don't know if you listen to that or not, but I do every week. Is Darius Slayton? Darius Slayton has been a very has been the only real breath of fresh air for the for the Giants' offense outside of Saquon. He's he's you know he he and um. He and Jones, Daniel Jones, have had a lot of success this year. Now, obviously, Eli's playing, so that could be a different. But without, but without many weapons for the Giants to work with, for Eli to work with, he's the, the only reliable weapon that they have. So if the Eagles can shut him down, and, I'm, and I question that because look at what they did to Devontae Parker last week. They made him look like, they made him look like a, you know, like, you know, DeAndre Hopkins and all these elite receivers. They made him look like an elite receiver. So I think this is going to be a battle. I don't think it's going to be too. I can't see the Eagles blow them out. I don't, you know, because I can't really. I don't trust the Eagles. I don't think you trust them either. I mean, I think that this is going to be a battle for a while. And don't be surprised if the Giants actually have a lead for a little bit. Don't be surprised if the Giants go out to a lead early. And for a while. But I think that because this game is at home, Eagles do play better at home. Defensively, they play a lot better at home. I do think that the Eagles will find a way. They'll find a way. And I hope that they find a way. With with collective breath, please win this game. Please find a way. So the Eagles find a way. And the final score, hopefully, despite the weather, 30-20. to 20. Yeah. I've had enough of this shit. 